Hello and welcome to Like a Green and Gold Girl. I'm your host, Libby Warren, and in this podcast series, I'll be chatting to some of the University of Nottingham's top female athletes to find out more about their experiences in sport and their time at university. In this episode, for our Christmas special, I'm joined by two guests who are both members of the artistic swimming team at the University of Nottingham. Molly Sexton is in her preliminary year studying veterinary medicine and surgery. She has been competing in synchronised swimming for 10 years and is a two times national medalist. My second guest, Lottie Abbott, is in her third year studying geography. She has been a part of the University of Nottingham's artistic swimming team for two years, during which she helped the team win gold at the Swim England regional competition in 2022. Lottie is also currently the president of the University of Nottingham's Artistic Swimming Society. Hello Lottie. Hello Molly. Hi. How are you today? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Good, thank you. Good. Are you excited for Christmas? Always. Yeah, definitely. Good. Lottie is actually my housemate. um, And she was desperate to come on the podcast. So said, go on then. And Molly is also a very talented synchronised swimmer, so we had to have her on as well. Yes, yeah, with actual experience. Not that Lottie isn't. <laughs> so, um, Molly, I just want to start by asking, how did you start synchronised swimming? So, I've been swimming since I was tiny. Um, like, my mum took me to all the baby swimming. Um, so, I kind of did swimming lessons and then progressed into swimming club. And it was there that the coach realised I swam with, like, really overly pointed feet. So she was like, um, she got us to do kind of some handstand drills and I could do a straight handstand and I had pointed feet. So she was like, you need to go at least try out for this. And Mm. then I stayed there for seven years. Seven years. Where did you stay? Uh, Reading Royals was the club I used to compete for. So, yeah. So have you been competing for seven years then? So I did, with Reading, I stayed for seven years and then I had two years out and then I'm at Nottingham. Um, But yeah, so I was competing pretty much since I was 12 so I kind of had two years in kind of like novice and kind of just Mm -hmm. like learning the ropes um and then start competing from 12 to 17 so okay nice and Lottie I know you only started the sport fairly recently yeah um can you tell me what attracted you to such a niche sport uh so well for the our other housemate Lucy I'm going to name drop her (laughs) uh, she already did the club and uh she sort of said to me like we're both just hanging in her room and she was like oh you should come along like try it out because she knew I did dancing and swimming like I've grown up always swimming and I've done dance my whole life so it just mm-hmm. kind of seemed perfect to try a new thing and yeah I think I'd done like a a week summer school thing of it before and I really enjoyed just it's just playing in the water so yeah yeah I just wanted to try it out at uni. Can we just clarify what for those that don't know so the official name is artistic swimming yeah mm-hmm. but it's also obviously known as synchronized swimming yeah, or yeah, synchro. <laughs> yeah. what um what actually is it can you explain maybe in a couple of sentences what is synchronized swimming so effectively it's dancing in the water and it kind of just like it used to be known as water ballet like way back mm. when um so yeah, you kind of do routines in the water. The reason they got rid of the kind of synchronised swimming name um, is because you can do solos as well. Um, mm. So then obviously you're not really synchronised with anyone. So yeah, then in 2017, mm-hmm. they were like, 
make it artistic swimming. Um, but yeah, so, but it uses attributes from all different sports. You need kind of like the cardiovascular endurance of a swimmer, uh, grace of a dancer, lots of flexibility. Yeah, well. flexibility. Yeah. Um, lots of attributes from gymnastics and things like that. So, mm. yeah. And I will say that I may have been dragged along to uh, University of Nottingham basically do uh, these uh, sessions called Just Play, where you basically bring along a friend to a sports session for them to try it out. A, a taster session, basically. Yeah. And I may have been dragged along to one last year. Yeah. And I can say that it is so much so much more difficult than what it looks. Very humbling. Yeah, very humbling. And I... I mean, I don't want to deter anyone. I'm not the strongest swimmer. And you have to keep, like, even learning the routines. You're treading water for, like, yeah. hours, aren't you? Yeah. It's it's very tiring. But and to look good as well. I'm proud you along. To look good as well while I was doing it, it's very difficult. So, yeah, so well done, both of you. <laughs> So next up, uh, as usual, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what artistic swimming is like at the University of Nottingham. So uh, can you tell me what is the training schedule like at the University of Nottingham? Um, so in the pool, we train twice a week on Thursdays and Sundays. Um, on Thursdays, we have half the pool. We share it with the swimming club. And then on Sundays, we get the pool to ourselves. So that's nice. How many people roughly are there? in artistic swimming it's very small sport like yeah. at the university mm. i think yeah we have about 20 members ish maybe. oh wow maybe just yeah. less i think we've got yeah. enough for two teams so yeah, yeah two about teams. 20 would yeah. make sense yeah. so is it 10 people in a team then no it's like we've got six in each i think maybe. Uh, there's oh. six in our team um but a normal team would be eight people for a okay. free team yeah. and then the combo team i'm not sure how many of them are there but they can have up to 10 swimmers yeah so what, between eight what and does free and combo mean um so it's just kind of the rules are a little bit different so your free team you've got uh, you kind of got free to do what you like um mm. and you've got to have a certain amount of kind of hybrids figures lifts that kind of thing um but there have got to be eight people for every person less than eight people you got half a point penalty mm. um and you can have up to two reserves and then a combo team it kind of has different elements in it so you have a solo a duet kind of like a small group uh, there's a bit more freedom with com combos um mm. a lot can be going on at the same time so it makes them quite interesting to watch oh, nice so um our uni has a combo team and a free team yes <laughs> okay which one are you both in we're in the free team yeah free you're in the free team, team. yeah <laughs> cool um who are your coaches um, so we've got two coaches, we've got Lenka and we've got Sarah, and Sarah was a student at the university, oh. so she's been in the team for ages now. And then Lenka teaches at the local um, Bramcote Aquastars, uh, mm. which is like the local team. And in Nottingham. In Nottingham, yeah, just just near Beeston. Uh, and they're both amazing, like the best, like friendliest coaches ever. And they're mm. really good at sort of, you know, teaching you, like I started having done nothing and they help you really like, develop your skills. Yeah. Um, and Sarah is such a great choreographer. She I is. Bless her, really her yeah. Like, she she's works so, good. so hard. Both of them do, and, yeah, we're really grateful to have them. Yeah. Definitely. They sound like really good coaches. They're lovely. I mean, you've met them. And, yes, yeah. I've met them. They're lovely. <laughs> they are very nice. Uh, can you tell me a bit more as well about what competitions involve? For the uni? Yes, yeah, so um, because obviously there aren't many universities that do the sport, um, generally it's when we go to do our like regionals competitions, so at the local, um, I think it's like the East Midlands, but 
And this year it'll be at Harvey Haddon, but it has been in Warsaw before. And um, yeah, we go and we compete against other teams in the area that are more like local teams. So they're not uni teams, we're the only uni team there. Mm. Uh, and it's just a great experience to just, you know, see what other clubs are doing and, you know, show off what you've been doing as well in the year. Uh, but we only do one at the moment because sort of fitting it around uni schedules and term times and things is always a bit awkward yeah um but we do um showcases as well I think last year we did one with Plymouth University so they came Mm. up to us we put in a little showcase uh I think we're planning to do something like that again and also we are working towards the varsity um performances like so hopefully a halftime show for water polo against Trent yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, not, oh, no, you're just not competing. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So, how how does it get um, scored? How does that work? So, there's kind of three elements that you get scored on. So, you've got your difficulty, your execution, and then your artistic impression. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that artistic impression is kind of where most of your score comes from. It's like forty percent, and then thirty percent for the other two elements. Um, so it's a bit more heavier weighted and that's kind of like how your routine fits with the music, like how creative it is, that kind of thing. Your difficulty is how hard your um, routine is and then your execution is how well you pull it off. Um, so those two kind of go hand in hand because if you do something quite difficult but don't pull it off, it's not marked as very difficult. So oh, yeah, okay. and then your execution for it is lower as well. So Wow, so yeah. quite a lot to get marked on then. Yeah, yeah. And what do you have to wear for your synchro competitions? So we'll get costumes um, and they're normally like kind of linked to the theme of the routine. Um, so yeah, I know I did a mermaid routine with Reading once and that was really cool. Kind of had like the mermaid tail on the back oh, and kind of cool. like had like scales on. So that was that was really cool. Um, also, I've done a Beauty and the Beast themed routine. So that was really fun. So you kind of had the like um, yellow on the back with the roses and then the mm-hmm. blue on the front. Um, but yeah, so you try and link it to the, the theme of your routine, but they're so pretty, yeah. although you do spend a lot of time sewing on sequins yeah. and just make and they them sparkly. Are. Most of them. Yeah, yeah. Then they, yeah you, they're just wear pretty colourful yeah. swimming costumes. And it, I don't know, it's, I think that's why I like it as well. Yeah. It's, like, it's like doing dancing, I get to come into swimming and wear something just as pretty. And then mm. obviously there's the, the synchro makeup. hair and the makeup, like oh, the gelatin, the gelatin hair. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's such, I feel like that's grown recently on TikTok as people showing off their like ballroom and synchro hair and it yeah. is as crispy and yeah. <laughs> disgusting yeah. as it as it feels. sounds yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we all spend like a few hours before a competition um sort of gelatin and yeah hair. making it up yeah. getting it on making sure it's not like and really then, thick and clumpy yeah. and because yeah. it keeps your hair in place um yeah. it you know you can put a headpiece in like sometimes yeah. costumes have a headpiece that matches um just so that everyone looks really pretty in the water. And, yeah. I have a question. Yeah. What about the vegetarians? We so have vegetarians. I am a vegetarian. Yeah. Oh, are you? Yeah. What do you do with your hair? You can get vegetarian gelatin. Mm. It doesn't work as well. Um, mm. My logic is is that I'm not eating it. So it's like kind of <laughs> yeah, going on my enough. hair. So it's kind yeah. of like that kind of logic. Um, but yeah, there are kind of ways around it. You could always wear a hat. Yeah. Um, if you didn't want to kind of forget it, or there's probably other hair gels, but they just I know gelatin works the and, best and it's yeah. the one that's most widely used. And we um we always offer like before we do a competition, yeah, we say like how many people are vegetarians? We get vegetarian gelatin in and we put vegetarian like vegetarian gelatin in people's hair and because we're only in the pool for like three, four minutes. Yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't it's not the end of the world. It just means that it's not gonna stay in as well. But it's always best to give people the choice because not everyone yeah. wants to wear. And if you get it in a nice like 
tight bum yeah like, like, nothing's going matters. anywhere yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. just kind of like your baby has to know that's a good question yeah <laughs> lottie so you're president of artist the artistic swimming society uh here at nottingham what does um being in a sports committee involve yeah so um being president generally just means sort of you know delegating tasks in the club um i was on committee last year i did the social media and i had a great time doing mm-hmm. that just sort of advertising the club and i used to like take photos for the team and things um but now i'm still doing that but um it's sort of you know making sure that other committee members um sort of stay on track and we all help each other uh, making sure deadlines are met um booking like pool timetables and sorting mm-hmm. out when we're going to competitions and things and um also importantly making sure we've got socials planned as well um molly's been great at helping as well Aww, planning yeah. socials love yeah. social um, but yeah <laughs> committee's just really nice way to get more involved in mm. clubs and yeah i think because we're such a niche sport it just means that everybody knows each other better on committee as well so yeah yeah oh nice Next up, we're going to talk a bit more uh, specifically about synchronised, uh, I should probably say, artistic swimming. So what would you say are the biggest misconceptions about synchro? Um, I think the one that kind of comes to mind is that it's a female-only sport. Um, men can do it, and they have done it. And now, I mean, recently, they've been allowed to enter international competitions in kind of like a mixture and as the solo event. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I say that definitely, it's, although it's still female-dominated, it's you're getting more, more and more men and boys into it, which mm-hmm. is nice. Nice. What about you, Lottie? Um, yeah, I would say, yeah, the same thing as well, and also just how... Um, like people don't really understand how much of a sport it is like they Mm. think oh it's just playing around in the water like dancing and I think like there is so much going on underneath the water that Mm. that you don't see obviously you know trying to keep yourself up so much power needs to be had in your core Mm -hmm. and just preparing your arms, making yeah. sure your legs are up perfectly straight. Yeah. And Striking like, yeah. that balance between strength and flexibility as well yeah. can yeah. be really hard. So. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like people don't know as well, um, like a key rule in synchro is that you're not allowed to touch the walls yeah. or touch the bottom of yeah, the pool. Not at all. Yeah. So any lifts that you do, it's yeah. all from... Yeah, the people strength. Yeah. yeah. So the people underneath have to like all help each other and propel together to like launch the person who's being lifted out of the water. Yeah. And sometimes it can be in like backflips and things. And yeah, I like, think people don't realize how much strength it takes to actually yeah. do that. Especially when you've got your lifting one person and there's one person on top of that person. Yeah. So it's like yeah. 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 So can you explain how a lift in synchro works for those that don't know? So depending on kind of like how you'd want to do it, you can kind of like stack each other. Um, So you'd have one person who's kind of the base um, Mm -hmm. and then the flyer would jump or be on their shoulders to jump or be thrown or whatever it is that they're doing. And then you'd have uh, two people ideally on each foot. Mm -hmm. So trying to think how many I'm on, two, four, six, yeah. And then one on the front and one on the back for support going Of the base. Of the base, yeah. Of the base. Or you could do it as one person's on the foot and then they've got a support under them to kind of like push up as well. Mm -hmm. So there's lots of different ways you can do it. Um, Or if you're just doing a normal foot lift, you'd kind of just balance people kind of around the foot, still have your front and your back. Um, Mm. And And sometimes the lifts can be like... Uh, sort of like a more of a boost lift where you've just got two people yeah. where like one person's on top and one person's underneath yeah. and you're sort of 
going off like shoulders or pushing yeah. their shoulders upside down to sort yeah. of le- mm. like launch them out of the water um, and that takes so much strength from both people yeah, because definitely the core strength you've got to have to you know keep yourself up when you've left the water because obviously yeah gravity yeah gravity <laughs> yeah. like when you know when you're doing handstands in the pool and you just can't mm. do one land the same thing like you're just going to flop if you don't have core strength so yeah I think that's quite a big misconception is just like yeah, how definitely. much strength is really yeah. needed to do it and just yeah all the different body parts you can lift with like it's not just hands you lift with feet lift yeah. with, lift and, with everything yeah. Yeah. and people can say it's easy but then we say yeah, yeah. come and try it yeah. <laughs> and see and it, yeah they find that it's not actually yeah. so it's also like timing is so important as well isn't it yeah so obviously mm-hmm. like I mean, in the main competitions, um, we generally don't, like, you can in masters wear goggles, but people don't wear goggles. So you can't really see properly underwater. You've got to use the timings, like, it's all Mm. counts. So you make sure that all your counts are, like, right on time. And then, obviously, you can hear the music underwater. So, you know, that Mm. helps. But, um, yeah, whilst doing that, holding your breath, keeping your muscles you know, like, it's so much going on, so. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I know, we always competed without goggles, kind of, like, in age groups and coming up. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you, everyone just looks like a blurred kind of blob yeah. type thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so you always count normally in eights, kind of, like, dance yeah. to music yeah. and then mm. make sure everyone's going on the same count. Yeah, and that's why it helped, like, me doing dance before is that, I mean, I'm still awful at counts, but <laughs> it did help, you know, like, and I'd say to anyone who would think, they like thinking of joining you know if you've done dancing before there's no reason that you can't do synchro mm-hmm. if yeah, you're a definitely. confident swimmer because it's dancing yeah. <laughs> just in the water and it, those skills really transfer over mm-hmm. yeah leading on from that what would you say is the most difficult part about synchro Personally, I would say the strength needed. Um, I'm quite naturally flexible so mm-hmm. kind of that bit I kind of gravitated towards a lot more um but yeah, kind of like the strength needed in your arms, especially to kind of like hold you in like verticals and like one-legged positions and like getting that height on there to get that difficulty score up. Um, and yeah, and just also the fact that you have to be strong and flexible at the same time. My back is like, I want to be flexible and only flexible. Um, <laughs> so yeah, definitely that. Mm. Yeah, and holding your breath for such a long period. You do these like figures, so you know, like a combination of like moves in one yeah. sequence sort of thing and um making sure you've got enough oxygen to last you for that section is sometimes like yes mm, it feels like you're just gonna die under the water <laughs> um, don't say that <laughs> people are. no no it's like because like, you build up your strength over time like yeah, yeah and you build up your lung when capacity. i first started it just felt so like humbling and then slowly I've just become so proud of myself like how far I've come in such a short space of time that like now I can do these things that I would have found really tiring before mm. now it just becomes like second nature almost just yeah holding like just knowing how to hold your breath to last you for a routine mm-hmm. and that's really great as well that you were able to join like as a complete beginner really yeah. to the sport yeah and they've like n- been so patient and nurtured you up to be able to actually compete as part of, part yeah. of the team yeah definitely and like when I first joined I joined in February of first year so mm-hmm. I would think we were doing our regionals just towards the end of March so that was chucked into it quite quickly <laughs> but it was great fun and it was a great way to sort of learn things and then after that I finally started to learn sort of more of the skills and techniques more mm. after that and yeah now we're here <laughs> yeah. it seems like a very inclusive sport yes definitely. definitely yeah um 
So for artistic swimming, uh, the sole focus is pretty much on your bodies yeah. and on the shapes of your that your bodies can make mm-hmm. um, because it's a performance. It's, it's dance, isn't it? Um, dance in swim costumes, basically. Yeah. <laughs> pretty um, much. Do you find that there's a pressure to have a certain body type? Definitely. And I think growing up in the sport and kind of being almost different to kind of how other girls look you kind of look you're at that age where you're comparing yourself to people and thinking oh I don't look like them and you know they're really good and all this mm-hmm. um I know for me I found that really really challenging um and it was actually why I left the sport um because I developed an eating disorder and that was really really rife and common within synchro mm-hmm. um so yeah it's definitely you do feel you've got to have a certain body type um I mean if you look on tv all the athletes that are kind of competing at the Olympics international competitions they're all quite slim um very muscly and that kind of thing so it definitely definitely does feel that you need to look a certain way mm. What so I'm I'm guessing you've recovered now. Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, much better place. <laughs> um, what advice would you give to your younger self who was struggling with their body confidence? What advice would you give now, now that you can reflect back? You can be just as good at synchro without looking like that. You don't mm. need to be the ideal kind of physique, as it were. Um, you can be almost. You can be you. You can have muscles. You can have um, you know, you can have you know big boobs or you know wider hips. It doesn't make a difference to how good you are at synchro, um, mm-hmm. so long as you're able to do the moves and kind of get the height and stuff. Yeah, and your and body yeah. is the thing that's helping you. Yeah, definitely. Do those things like it's making you powerful. Like you need to, you know, give yourself some credit. <laughs> yeah. Literally, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. what I would say. I kind of definitely found as I kind of slipped into it how tired I used to get so mm-hmm. quickly in a routine, mm-hmm. and it's just yeah, it's definitely food is fuel. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It is fuel, and everyone comes in different shapes and sizes. Yeah, naturally, like no matter what you eat, everyone will will look different. Yeah, Um, but it seems very inclusive at um, University of Yeah, it's definitely very inclusive. It's that's I think what sort of drew me to the sport is it's just so like anyone can join, like no matter what ability or. You know, size or gender you know we've got such like a diverse team we and really have, I, I love yeah. it like it's mm. it's really nice yeah yeah mm. good I've got one final question and us this is the Christmas special <laughs> uh it is a little bit Christmassy uh so my question is to both of you if you could pick any Christmas song for a synchro routine which one would it be and Ooh. why and you have to sing it no I'm uh, oh my god, I'll let you go first. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, you know, now when all the Christmas songs have just gone from my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. Um, um, uh, I would say uh, Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. It's got, oh, I love why? that song. It's just got some great, I don't know. Can you give us a little rendition for no. those who don't know? <laughs> I'll, I'll give one. Yeah, I love it. It's a good song. Great. It is good, good for timings and yeah. True. <laughs> I think you? mine would be um, "Do They Know It's Christmas" on Band Aid yes. one, oh, especially yeah. the kind of more recent version yeah. where they've got. There's just so much going on, and I think you could do a lot with that. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I can imagine both of them are synchro routines. You want like an when... upbeat, like most of us synchro, like we're doing a Barbie routine at the moment. You want yeah. like an upbeat. Yeah, a lot uh, of times. I mean, they have to be upbeat. Sometimes yeah. it seems, yeah, we're doing a musical one at the moment. We're doing a song from Jamie. Yeah, everyone's talking uh, about Jamie. Yeah, it's cool, yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. Okay, well, that's all we've got time for today. So thank you both very much for coming on Like a Green and Gold Girl. Thank you for having us. No, thank you very much. No problem. Um, Thank you to everyone who's listened. Uh, I hope you have a really good Christmas. And as always, uh, if you'd like to follow our Instagram, it is at likeagreenandgoldgirl.urn. Thank you, everyone, for listening and getting this far. I hope you enjoyed learning about synchronised swimming. And Merry Christmas to all! (laughs) And a Happy New Year! Stay tuned for our next podcast. I will be announcing the guest shortly, and I am very excited for this one. Thanks. Bye. Bye! Bye!